There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode six of Night Flyers. Okay, so I thought weird weird had already hit its peak. No. No. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. So hit me with some ratings news, Steve. All right. Episode six brought in a 0.08 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.424 million viewers, making it the 91st rated cable show for the day. Decent numbers, but yeah, yeah. still decent numbers, just not highly rated. Yeah. Well, let's get into episode six, The Sacred Gift. DeBrannon and his team explore a more permanent solution to their problem. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Deleting mommy? Yeah. It's as permanent as you can get, right? Yeah. (laughs) So we opened seeing Lomi inside the computer, clearly having some issues. And Carl happens to wander by and see her and unhooks her. What? I mean, haven't we already learned that that's a bad thing? You would think. Now, granted, I can see her needing to be hooked in and doing maintenance or whatever, but she tells Carl that she's been putting patches on the firewall that Captain Eris originally set up. And I was just about as confused as Brandon was. Said, didn't you have her locked away permanently? Well, so is you think Lomi is now resorting to existing in the computer so she doesn't have to deal with Mel? Possibly, I would think so. Yeah, no, that's about the only thing that made sense with me, too, was that she was completely distraught with. Good old Cappy doing this voyeur thing with while her and Mel were intimate. So that kind of about the only thing that made sense to me is she's just wanting to just not have anything to do with anybody. So she's just hanging out in the computer. And I'm sure all these extra firewalls are not a bad idea. No, probably not. You know, she's still got a young Cynthia in Grey Wing that probably should be made sure that she can be contained as well. So we cut to Thale, and we see him motionless on a table with a bunch of disheveled women feeling his body and chanting. And you go, what the hell is going on now? I was like, whose dream are you, like, listening in on, basically? Right, exactly. And then one of the women pulls out a knife, puts a knife in his torso, running the blade from his stomach to his sternum. I'm oh, sure he'll be fine. No. <laughs> and all of a sudden he wakes up 
And apparently he's been having these realistic dreams here lately. Hmm, what could that mean? Probably not anything good. Now, of course, he informs Matheson that he thinks this vision came from outside the ship. Rot row. That's probably not good, and I'm thinking it may not be the Vulcan unless they're a bunch of disheveled you know, old ladies. women. Yeah. <laughs> so crewman reports signs of organic. Organic compounds outside the ship. Oh, really now? Where could that come from? So, of course, I was wondering. (laughs) Yeah, Augie heads to the captain's quarters to discuss it with him. And sure enough, it's a lost ship named Eagle 16 that has been long considered missing and must have been drifting for 14 years out in the void. Except it's on the same course that Night Flyer is on. So it's matched its course and speed with the the night flyer. You go, this is not good. Right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure no big deal. This would just work out well. Right. And of course, (laughs) Rowan (laughs) says, well, could there possibly be any survivors? And Eris goes, no, they only had 40 months of food on board. There can't be any survivors. And right there, I'm thinking, uh, don't go over there. Yeah, don't go over there. But, of course, it's run on the same crystal matrix that is the Night Flyer. Oh, ding, 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 ding. convenient. Yeah. Brandon suggests that they swap Cynthia's consciousness off of her ship and onto the lost Drifting Eagle. Now, of course, you see Augie's reaction to it. He don't like it. Captain Eris is kind of going, she'll be alone, but she'll be off our ship. Yeah, Augie's like, what? Wait a second. Yeah. I'm like, dude, not like you guys are about to have sex, okay? Right. She's a program that's trying to kill you guys. Right, but he even he doesn't know that because he wasn't there with when Lomi went inside. Well, maybe we should her. tell him. Uh, yeah, maybe so. Because, yeah, when, when DeBannon said, let's swap her consciousness over, he was like, she's alive? What? 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 Do you, what? 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 Right. But yeah, he perked up her. So, of course, we get to see Mel, DeBanyan, Augie, Rowan, and Lamy head over to Eagle 16. Oh, for a transporter. Right. But when they were when they get over there and Lamy's checking all this stuff out, like, do, do, do. Oh, hey, the air's okay to breathe. I'm going, don't do it. Yeah. And nobody's taking their helmet off. Right. And Lomi goes, all right, buttheads, I'll show you. Right. <laughs> and takes her helmet off. So, of course, everybody else does too. And this ship just looks like all hell broke out in there. Oh, my gosh. It's, Stuff there's is, the horror movie side. Yeah, right? hanging from the ceiling. There's blood on the walls. Everything's torn up. And you just go, wow, is... Uh, the void craziness going to do the same thing to uh, the Night Flyer? That's what I was thinking. That yes, again, that we get something like uh, Event Horizon happening here. Right, exactly. And they find this one spacesuit, and it's the captain's, and it's got blood all over it. And it was creepy how they had it kind of like standing. Yeah, just kind of hanging there, and you <laughs> with. 
plastic stuff in front of it and behind it. And it, yeah, you couldn't tell if there was anybody in it or not. <laughs> Especially when, when Mel's like, I got your back. I'm like, wait, aren't you the enhanced one? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so while they're checking it out, all of a sudden, they are surrounded by a whole bunch of old haggard women. With one being the same one in Thales' nightmare. Right? And I'm like, this isn't good. No. And it's all the older women scientists who take credit for bringing peace to the ship and lasting so long by farming self-sustaining resources. Yeah. Oh, really now? So, as they start talking and they're sitting and and here, have some food. I'm I'm like, no. Like, I'm seriously sitting on, on my couch just like... Shaking my head, I go, don't eat it. Yeah. I've watched The Walking Dead. <laughs> don't do it. And I mean, personally, I'm looking around going, there's no men here. Yeah. Don't eat anything that looks like meat. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm seriously like, don't do it. Don't do it. No, that's been, uh, that's flashed frozen uh, <laughs> okay. human men. That's- I'm just thinking, that's the captain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Of course, Lomi and Augie are looking for the ship's crystal matrix, and Rowan tries to get a message back to the Night Flyer, because, of course, the communication went down as soon as they got onto Eagle 16. Imagine that. I'm surprised. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, I'm not. Not (laughs) Nope, nope. And then the lead scientist discovers that Mel is knows who she is and was part of the team that engineered her. You go, oh no, Mel, don't fall for her lines. Don't fall for it. Right? Because she was excited to meet her. And I get that. Right. Absolutely. Oh, wow. You've done all this. And she seemed like genuinely excited until. Yeah. We go back to Augie, who. They've found the crystal, and we see his true colors come out immediately as he smashes the crystal to hell and back. I was pissed. She's like, they're not putting you in here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Augie's lost it. And honestly, in a minute when we see what happens, I was honestly believing that Lomi was not going to help him. Right. Absolutely. And, of course, once he does this, a group of women circle Augie, yelling, fresh seed. I knew what they meant, and I was horrified. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. I was kind of wondering how you were feeling about that, especially with what we see. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Turns out the scientists are (laughs) post- apocalyptic crazy cult using men's semen to build clones for food. And And they sure needed some new men on board because the captain was still alive, but he was the one that they were uh, using to create their clones for food. Like, this is where I said Mel was like right up, you know, like I could see her being on board with, you know, the the one scientist who helped create her gen- genetic makeup. Right. Until she's like, and here's our livestock. 
But don't worry, we never let them actually have any brain function or open their eyes. And when they open it, you just see people. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And there's big bags for the ones that have grown into adult size. And then there's small ones for the babies as they're growing. And you just, oh, talk about creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh, yeah. Like daybreakers. Yeah. (laughs) Now, of course, Lamy is kind of watching as first the captain gets harvested. And, oh, that did not. Oh, my God. And I loved how she cleaned it. Right. I'm like, she just kind of wiped it on her sleeve. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not. I'm trying not to drop the F-bomb, but I'm just like, the hell? And, uh, you know, the captain is like, oh, God, this sounds horrible. I can't believe I'm going to say this. You know, oh, can you just squeeze? I can't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, faster does not pr- produce as much. And, right. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Give Rowan, like, oh, my God. Yes. No. There's other ways. And I was just, like, kind of horrified because then Augie has this done to him. And he's just like, I don't know what to say. Right. So when Lomi does get in to break them out, she kind of, she knocks the lady out. Right. And she releases Rowan. Yeah. And then goes for the captain. That's why, because of what Augie did. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to save him, and I thought she was going to be like, leave him. Yeah, and I did Rowan, too. Rowan helps get him out, though. Right. Without Lomi saying something to Rowan about, no, just leaving. So right. Rowan didn't pick up on Lomi's uh, mindset like, there. Yeah, screw him. Yeah. And, you know, Lomi is like talking to the captain. The captain's like, no, leave me. I'm done. And does she say I can take care of it or something? He's like, no, I'll kill myself. After no. I take care of her. Right. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. So Lomi shows up into their main meeting room where they've got DeBrannon and Mel. And DeBrannon's about to be led over to the uh, table, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> and the leader comes up and basically looks at Lomi and are you in? And oh, yes, I'm so in. Right. And then. Because Lomi had grabbed a knife. Right. And, you know, Mel's just like, what are you doing? No, no, no. And Lomi gets the lady to turn around and runs her through with the knife. All the other women were looking at Lomi and they're like, what just happened? Right. Because all of the quote unquote aggression has been taken away, which obviously we know that's not the case. Yes. But it gave them enough, just a little bit of time to be able to take off running. Right. And got off the ship, leaving a few dozen screaming crazies behind on Eagle 16. Dude, I don't know. After you put your helmet on, why wouldn't you just like, and I know this sounds bad, but they are cannibals now. Right. And they're just batshit crazy. Why wouldn't you just like open the airlock? Yeah. Nuke the ship, something. Something. But I was like. Damn, that was messed up. Yeah. But all this was going down while Thale was on the bridge of the Night Flyer telling them what's going on. Right. And it was getting rough for him because he had, you know, like blood coming out of his eyes. Right. And I was just like, holy crap. Is it the distance? Is it because there's too many people? What's going on? Right. 
yeah, he was having to filter a whole lot. So I think that was the thing that was causing him the most distress was getting, you know, being able to focus in on our crew members and the the lead scientist to really know what was going on because I'm sure he was getting all kinds of feedback from all those other women. Yeah, I'm sure that was a lot of emotion flying. Right. So, of course, once when they get back, everybody thanks Lomi for saving them. And, of course, Captain uh, Brandon asks about the uh, Crystal Matrix, and Augie informs them that it had been long broken. Now, Lomi backs them up. Why the heck wouldn't she just be like, no, this guy is crazy? Right. Well, she doesn't know why he would do that. And I don't think until she knew why, she would be able to say, no, he's crazy. Mm. I mean, yeah, It to me, it, it made no sense that he did it, except we knew that he had a crush, but nobody else seems to know that he had a crush on Cynthia. I wonder if we will know. Yeah, I don't know. And, of course, uh, we go into Augie's quarters where he, uh, pl- he pledges allegiance to a picture of Cynthia Harris while the crystal on the night flyer hums. Yes, to the real Captain Harris. Right. And then we get a little adult time with the Bannon and Agatha. And as they're done, we see blood running out of Brandon's eyes. And you go, uh-oh. I was wondering, because then Agatha stopped and looks, right. if they were actually even together. Or if it was like her thinking Projecting. about it right, or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. I definitely think that. Her uh, powers definitely showed themselves while they were being intimate, and... And she's like Thale, just not as strong. Right. And I wonder if being closer to the Vulcron is what's causing it. It very well could be. Hmm. Very well could be, because they've got all kinds of, what was it they called them, the, the teak signals? Oh, Yeah. That they were receiving off the Volcron ship. So, yeah, that could have an effect on the L's. Interesting. Well, what do you guys think about it? Shoot us an email on your thoughts and questions to sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or head over to the website www.fangirlzone.com. You can hit the contacts page and you have our emails and Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr. And you can let us know what you think that way. and. While you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. And wow, this one was crazier than I thought it could be. Right. Because cannibals in <laughs> space. <laughs> exactly. And we got <laughs> four more episodes. Let's see what they're going to do next. Oh, crap on a cracker. We're in. <laughs> We're all super screwed, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the red wedding? It's coming. <laughs> if they start playing, you know, the reigns of Castamere, we're totally screwed, guys. Yes. <laughs> for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangalas. And I'm Steve. Crazy and smart? That's a dangerous combination. And until next time. <laughs>